This is Functional and Fabulous, the omni-channel podcast, where we unbox tales of online retail and digital transformation. In this episode, we go deep into ancient e-commerce legend. The first ever item ever sold on eBay um, was in the 90s, was a broken laser pointer. Sure is very interested. Excuse me, I've just hit my microphone, I'm so interested. <laughs> Gordon talks fashion sense. That was a nice cardigan. It was a nice cardigan. cardigan. I just don't know that it was um, an 800 euro cardigan. There's a joke. I have a joke. And the boys admit their crimes. We've uh, done a lot of piracy. I know, I know. Well, no, we, no, haven't. we haven't done we've any done piracy. No, Actually, no, whatsoever. we have done uh, no piracy whatsoever. This episode of Functional and Fabulous is brought to you with pride by Studio 49, retail e-commerce experts, omni-channel growth consultants, and cut-through performance marketing specialists. Studio 49, where your digital retail success is built. So hello, I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today, uh, Kirsty Cohen, as the general manager of global fashion at eBay. She's been with eBay a pretty staggering 12 years, holding multiple roles in soft goods categories such as fashion and home and garden, before coming to focus on fashion globally. Prior to eBay, Kirsty has had extensive retail experience with companies such as Marks & Spencers, TK Maxx, Brand Alley and Von Privé, so she certainly understands the retail mindset too. Hi Kirsty, it's lovely to have you here with us today and we're really looking forward to chatting with you. Hello, lovely to be here. Welcome to the podcast, Kirsty. Thank so you. I suppose, Kirsty, um, it's been really interesting to look at how eBay has been doing some reinvention of itself over the last few years, particularly in its pre-loved proposition. Is it, is it fair to say that eBay is going back to its roots a bit here? Yeah, I mean, I'd fair to say, I'd say, so eBay brought a circular economy online, well, nearly 30 years ago. People will describe us as the OG of selling pre-loved and pre-loved fashion specifically. So we are one of the world's largest marketplaces, 134 million active daily buyers and 1.7 billion listings. So we are pretty big. And it was sort of founded on the principle that people are fundamentally um, good. And in fact, the first ever item ever sold on eBay um, was in the 90s, was a broken laser pointer. And that back in the 90s, that sort of goes to show that one person's junk is another person's treasure. And so we've been really focused on building trusted experiences for our customers, customers being both our, our buyers and our sellers, because mm-hmm. that's the that's what um, the community of, of our marketplace is all about. And so what we've really been done is trying to take our role as the enabler as circular driving the circular economy to sort of a new level. And so that means that we've been thinking about supporting our existing businesses as well as like people that sell peer-to-peer so you and I to be able to come to eBay and sell inventory in all different kinds of conditions so from new to repaired um, and we've talked a lot about imperfect particularly Mm, in fashion and so this gives us like a real major advantage to help particularly brands and retailers when they've got excess inventory or overproduction have a place that they're able to come and sell that inventory and really clearly um, tell our customers what what that inventory is. I read an article during the week. Um, it had the headline, Stop dumping your cast-offs on us Ghanaian clothes traders tell EU. And it, it, was, it kind of described the extent of the, la- uh, the landfill generated 
as an environmental catastrophe. And there was a photograph with the article of an enormous mountain, uh, like a huge mountain of textiles waste. And so I suppose what it was discussing was the possibility of the European-wide legislation to compel the fashion industry to help address this by introducing the extended producer responsibility regulation. And it, it feels to me like the world is absolutely more than ready for some new solutions by companies like eBay. How do you think, you know, you guys fit into the picture to help out in this regard? Yeah, I mean, those images are horrendous, aren't they, right? So I think there are a few ways, right? So the the mission that we are on is we don't own any inventory. We don't buy any inventory. The mission that we've um, we've talked about, you know, we can come on to it later, but with our partnership with Love Island, for example, is... Mm-hmm. How do we help people extend the life of their fashion items? And actually, it's not just fashion items, but, you know, that's the bit that I'm particularly focused on. So what we're trying to do is make it really much easier for brands and retailers who their first focus might not be on pre-loved items or items that are not perfect. I get that. Their focus has been on uh, selling new items. And so how can we how can we take that heavy lifting out of selling, as I say, not new in season items for brands. And so there are multiple ways in which we uh, have tried to do that. And so we've partnered with companies such as ACS um, and Reskinned in the UK, and they're both experts in being a, either able to buy like rental solutions or they're able to take inventory that brands have. They can take it in directly from stores or from customers so they can run take backs. That's what Reskin does. Mm -hmm. They take that in, they clean it, they grade it, they list it, um, and then they send that on to customers on eBay. And ACS does a similar thing. And actually, if that item actually can no longer be worn, they're able to repair that. So ACS are experts in repair. So it could be missing a button um, or it could be a, a tear in it repair that and it's as good as new. There's no need for that to come to the end of its life. So what we try to do is work with partners like that that um, are able to responsibly then recycle those items as well. So that deals with the, I would say, the more immediate, like, you know, I can't put this stuff into landfill or or ship it into that pile outside of the um, UK to help brands take more responsibility. But one of the things I don't know if you saw that we we announced um, uh, just under two weeks ago that we are um, yeah. acquiring a company called Certa Logo. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've been trying to do is tackle the problem further up the supply chain. And what Certa Logo um, does is they provide almost like a digital passport. So it's a QR code. There are in over 500 million items already today. And so consumers can easily scan that. And at the moment, they authenticate those items. But what those uh, what we're hoping to do is work with Certa Logo to give brands an option to could you relist that on eBay? So it's much easier for consumers, much easier for brands, but it also gives brands much more traceability and an understanding of what's going on with their items. A lot of brands don't know what happens to their items after they've sold them to them when they were new. This is also benefits of working with people like Reskinned and ACS. They can provide back information to the brands to say, I don't know if you're aware, but if you come down to the warehouse, that all these items, we've had all of these come back in a take back or they're um, they're all broken, right? So these brands can then can perhaps address some issues that they might have in production that they otherwise would never have seen because they're not getting involved in the second life of those um, items. Because in their first life, if there was a damage to 
the product or it was broken and it was outside of the returns period they've just forgotten yeah. about it they, they would be unknowledgeable about it and so it's interesting some of the buyers from the brands when they've come down they've found this so incredibly useful this information so that they can make different decisions when they're buying um in the first place it's also educated brands a lot more about the component tree that goes into items so you might say oh i've got a cotton t-shirt that can be recycled but actually if you've added something on it that can't be mm. recycled something polyester or you know something man-made actually it's really hard for anyone to then recycle that item and so thinking about how they produce um, more responsibly in the first place has also been really useful because you know when you see it in front of you you go right oh I know it's made of cotton, but I can't. Re- it can't be recycled in the way that I thought because I've added X, Y, or Z to that button. Yeah, it seems it seems kind of almost obvious, but also so easy. You know, as soon as you add on a few sparkles or some glitter, all of a sudden you've you've made this product non-recyclable. The yeah. the the take back solution is seems it sounds so elegant. You know this this idea, and uh, every every time I speak with anybody about the extent of returns in women's fashion, you know, to, to a, a, a customer, let's say a person who's not involved in e-commerce, they, they're always staggered and stunned by the, the amount of returns that are in, um, in that business. You know, the, the whole take back piece there that eBay is offering, you know, for retailers, how do they get involved in that? Or how does that look like from a practical perspective? In take back? Yeah. So um, look, this is the one thing we've been trying to do is get industry to come together it's i would say it's it was fairly nascent about how people were thinking about circularity Mm -hmm. a lot of brands were trying to solve it in multiple different ways which actually then doesn't make it easy for industry to come up with solutions that are that are scalable yeah we've seen you know there is somewhat some consolidation of of those solutions but you know Plainly and simply, if a brand wants to do something around take back, get in contact with eBay, get with me, my team. If you go on LinkedIn, you'll find enough of us working in fashion that you can get in contact with. And what we do with brands is we really we partner with them and we say, what is it you're trying to solve and how do you want to solve that? And then we try to plug them into the different solutions. So, we, you know, we work with lots of partners in the technical space to make that happen. And as I say, now we're working with partners that can physically handle those goods as well Um, and you know they can take it directly from people's stores it can be sent directly to the third party you might want to own pick pack dispatch you know you might want to give a voucher out when someone takes bring something back Mm. what we do is we we try to be flexible enough in our approach so it fits in with what a brand's trying to um trying to achieve as well so in 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 my head i kind of imagine this being like you go in and there's maybe like a, a not a bin, as in a rubbish bin, but a a you can place your clothes in. I think I think M and S might have done something like this, where they've got like these swapping. Yeah, yeah. swapping. That was it. Yeah. I remember it now. <laughs> Joanna Lumley, I think, was on the on the campaign. So so you go in and you can you can dump your clothes. Is that right? Or are we talking returning items at an individual level, or a bit of both? A bit of both, right? So with people like River Island or brands like River Island, what you can do is you can take something into a store and um, if you're there buying something new and you can give that give that in and that then gets sent off to reskin, for example. Or you can send it, you can go online, register to, to do something with it, register an item that you want to take back 
um, and then any packaging doesn't need to be a bag or anything from reskin you just send that off to reskinned and they'll receive it and process it so as i say like there's there's multiple different solutions what we're trying to do is make it as easy as possible for consumers so that they don't have to think twice about this and um, if they have to think twice about this then consumers tend to do nothing yeah. and so that's why we're trying to think of solutions that are really simple easy to understand and, you know the some of the amazing things that we've seen out of this is you know i hear from brands saying commercial i'm just not sure that's going to work it's going to cost us like loads of money to do this interestingly what brands have seen is by offering a take back solution they've seen an increase in customers that they um, perhaps were unaware of so they didn't have their details registered so it's a great customer acquisition tool for brands and brands that will compensate a customer with a form of voucher or, or discount tend to be six or seven times more valuable because they've gone in, they've spent that voucher and they become really sticky with that brand. And so there are actually lots of other benefits that we perhaps weren't thinking about or brands weren't thinking about when they're thinking about doing a take back scheme. But it become really important for customers that brands are taking circularity and sustainability more seriously. And therefore, they want to shop with brands that are thinking mm. about this. I, I think I think it's really important because we're at a tipping point where the customers are starting to become aware of their 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 impact and the choices that they're making and you know and they they would like to be told that well okay if you if, if you're entitled to have the opportunity of choosing you're entitled to try it on you're entitled to send it back and you're entitled not to feel guilty about doing that and if you do that then we have solutions in place and uh it seems like it's such an elegant to my mind it's such an elegant thing where you have a degenerator of lots and lots of product that potentially may end up being unwanted or going to those landfills, meeting the uh, controller of lots and lots of demand and, and plugging the two into each other. Um, I really, really like that, uh, that solution. I, can, I, was gonna, I was just going to ask, when that product goes back to somebody like a, a reskinned, how does this, so, so I can envisage it, how, how does this pop up then on on ebay would it be through the brand store or would it be through the reskin store or would it be through a normal listing how would then a customer who's interested in extending the life of uh, uh, and buying some pre-loved pre-loved clothing how would they go about finding this so we have a pre-loved hub on ebay so if you go to the on the ebay app across the top there's a button that says pre-loved and you can go there and then it takes you to a host of storefronts so there is a monsoon by powered by ACS storefront so there's a monsoon environment and then we've got a river island powered by reskinned so that you know they form partnerships with the brand and then they they sort of set up their own shops on eBay on behalf of the brand so it really takes the heavy lifting out of this for a brand but the brand, mm, but the customer can still get that brand experience, right? For the brands that they love. So if you love River Island, you can go and immerse yourself in pre-loved River Island. Yeah, that's it. You come to the River Island storefront, click in, and then you're surrounded. Or you can you click in and you can shop everything River Island pre-loved. Fabulous, love this. <laughs> yeah, you you ran a campaign during Black Friday as well last year. Uh, was it the Better Than You campaign? Yeah, so we made a decision last Black Friday, actually based on customer feedback. 
So what we were hearing when we surveyed our customers, um, which we do all the time, Black Friday is a, typically a period around overconsumption. And our customers have said to us that they want to try to make better decisions when purchasing more responsibly during that Black Friday period. And actually sustainability buying refurbished or pre-loved is really important. So we made a decision as a business that during the Black Friday period, in any of our marketing assets or anything you saw on site, we would only feature pre-loved, imperfect or refurbished items. So that was across home and garden. It was across electronics. It was across fashion. I think with the well, we are the first retailer ever to do that over such a such a key trading period, mm. and our customers responded really well. Our brands also loved it because it gave them an outlet for that amazing inventory that they could put in front of their customers as well. Really, a really powerful message. And you know, I, I, when the, you said that the customers responded really well, how did you measure that? What was the, you know, how, what kind of response did you see? So we com- we compared it to previous Black mm-hmm. uh, Black Friday periods. I mean, there's been a lot of turbulence over Black Friday, hadn't there, with COVID and and all sorts, and also in in line with with sales, right? With any other organisation, you know, it's how many people are clicking on the banners. Therefore, you know, how interested are our customers in this, and then who goes on to convert and make a purchase. So there are some items we struggle to keep up with right because that's the nature of having refurbished you know don't have infinite amounts so what was interesting we had to really think about trading our business very differently um because we didn't have thousands and thousands and thousands of of individual items backed up but we needed to have either something similar Um, and so we had to really flex how we thought about trading our business throughout that period but it was for us it was it was exciting i love being in the office and around the team during periods like that, because it is really exciting to see, you know, all of uh, the work that we've been doing with brands and our sellers, it comes to life in that like real, that real key trading period and sets us off in the run up to Christmas as well. Did you see lots of like luxury fashion getting snapped up during that period? Yeah, I mean, yes, definitely. So we have our, we authenticate um, luxury Sneakers, so sneakers over a hundred pounds, watches over fifteen hundred pounds, handbags over five hundred pounds, and what we saw is it's not just about the actual price point. Customers are looking for better value, so one like totally appreciate that cost of living crisis has really hit some people harder than others. It's much more broader now that people have just got less money to spend, so. Um, what we need to do is put great value options in front of our customers based on different price points. So again, we, we've changed the way that we think about, it's not just a discount, it's an actual price point. But interestingly, there are lots of people still looking for better value in luxury items. So the categories that I mentioned, people still want to go and treat themselves. It's Christmas, it's still a gift in time. And that actually didn't doesn't doesn't remain around Christmas. It's generally people are looking, how can I make a saving on some of those luxury items? And when you come to eBay, I think, you know, we had our Love Island launch last night and Amy Bannerman, she had rails of amazing finds that she'd found on eBay of things that are going to be going into the villa um, next weekend. <laughs> and, you know, people are so surprised about the condition, the brands that you can find, and then what great value it is. And so people don't feel the need. It shows people you don't need to go in and 
always have to spend an, a, loads and loads of money on things, you can still get designer items at really great value. And just just so I'm clear, the you know, uh, the one of the great things about eBay early doors was this whole um, you could find these even like unusual items or uh, obviously the luxury items. But there was always this concern about are you getting the real deal? So e eBay now are going through this authentication process. I, I can imagine that's a, that's a very time intensive kind of a thing. You know, do, do you guys see a role for AI in this kind of area? How, how are you doing the authentication? So uh, actually, the, the authentication should feel no different um, apart from just give you complete confidence. Mm -hmm. So when you buy any of those items, I said so sneakers, um, watches and handbags and actually jewellery in the US and trading cards. What happens is you have a there's a blue tick to say it's authenticity guaranteed. Yep. And so um, imagine I'm selling a handbag. And Jay, you come and buy my handbag. Instead of shipping it to you, I just ship it to the authentication center. And then we have experts there that look at your item, check, is it what Kirsty said she was going to send you firstly? You know, is it the color that I said I was going to send you? So is it as described? Mm -hmm. And then is it authentic? So our um, independent authenticators review that and then they're able to send it on directly to you. And yet, say you were to receive that and you're like, oh, actually, it doesn't suit me, that handbag. I want to send it back. That item, if a seller offers returns, goes back through the authentication oh, center. Okay. So there's protections both ways. And so it sounds like that's actually quite a long process. Mm -hmm. But, you know, items come in in the morning, they're out by the evening. So actually, yeah. that peace of mind is really important it's for customers. So it doesn't take there, longer. Yeah. The, and, com the comfort of knowing that what you're getting is the, the real deal, I yeah, think. for is. the seller, too. And until you'd mentioned that fact, I never even thought about the return. But, of course, if you're returning something because you don't like it, then you need to protect the seller that yeah. they're not swapping out. A, um, yeah. I don't know if you sell many Birkins, but they're not swapping out a, a, a Birkin going back Birkin and for forth. for a brick. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sure yeah. it's been attempted. I'm sure you've caught people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've seen lots of things, but um, the and and that's the that's like the like for me, like this is such the brilliant thing about authenticity guarantee that it protects both ways mm -hmm. um, as well, and it just gives people that peace of mind about parting with their cash on on eBay and knowing that they're trusted um, trusted both ways. Can you give us an idea of what the authentication center looks like? I've got a vision in my head of this big warehouse, hundreds of people. Opening boxes, <laughs> checking things. Am I thinking right there? I mean, I love going. I love a warehouse and I love going <laughs> me to Me too, it's, same. It's, like, it's rooted in me from being a buyer. <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? It's really interesting. There's like really different environments. So it's, a you know, undisclosed location, but um, it is a big warehouse, but it ha it's sort of split up, very high, highly secure. It's not got eBay written on it or anything like that. <laughs> You um, once you've gone through all the security checks to get in the building, the first part of the building that you walk into, we've got the sneakers. They're they're going up on conveyors up to the authenticators. It's very high tech, and then there's loud music playing. There's like loads of really cool authenticators like sniffing the trainers, doing exactly what we've said that they do. <laughs> so it goes through a multi point inspection, and that's run by the SneakerCon team, who are experts in mm. authenticating sneakers. But actually, then you start to go into there's a, a another room through another door. And um, so you sort of like get into the core of the building, which is 
where we have our all handbag authenticators. So it's, you know, it comes in, it's all caged, it's really highly secure. It's much more sterile as well. You know, they're wearing the gloves like they do in the adverts because we want to make sure that when we receive those items, we are treating them um, with the, you know, the respect and care that they deserve. And then you go into a further like vault where we have our watches authentication and there's some really, really high tech equipment in there. There's drawers of all the different dials and bezel, you know, to, to make sure that we're authenticating each individual band appropriately. And there's a machine in there. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But mag- you can put the watch in and it magnifies it to I don't know how many degrees but it, you can see right into the heart of the watch. It's amazing. And that technology means that our authenticators, um, it is a company that works called Stoll. If they were to be unsure or wanted a second opinion, what they could do is they could use that magnifier and then they could real life authenticate that with um, an authenticator in the US or in Germany. So you could have three or four people all looking in real life at that watch. It is amazing. It's I love amazing it. Amazing service. And is, do you, is there a char- like much of an additional charge for that? Or? No charge. No charge. That's no a significant yeah. investment in mm. physical infrastructure by eBay to support that. So it's a real signal about how serious you guys are in providing that authenticated service. It's fabulous. Mm. I would love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to come, but it's like pop secret. <laughs> um, can't give it. And do you know what? Like in in all seriousness, as I said at the beginning, everything that we do is rooted in how do we provide the most trusted trusted service for our customers. And and the reason why lots of people do want to come to the authentication center, like some people have been lucky to to come and see it. However, what we're trying to do is make sure that we we don't disclose everything. If you yeah. if you start telling everybody everything that you do, then it means that unfortunately the people that are creating unauthentic items, they just understand what we're looking for. So we have to be up in our game all of the time because people and people are get better this. But thankfully we've got a range of experts in each of the fields that you know that means that we're hopefully always one step ahead. Great. And really cool, as you say, to that eBay brand of of being being that trusted marketplace for all kinds of products, new, used, pre-loved, however we want to describe it. Yeah, and it's I was going to say the same. It's it's the same with refurbished, right? So whilst my expertise is in in fashion, it's the same with our refurbished program. So with electronics, so you know you have to have a license to be able to refurbish a lot of electronic items, and so um, our electronics team make sure that those sellers that say that they are equipped to do that have been checked and verified as well. So, you know, we do take, you know, we do take trust really seriously. And moving moving along from trust a little bit and it's something a little bit more, I don't know, uh, exciting. Um, how is the Love Island uh, partnership going? It's a, That must be a really exciting uh, and big deal for eBay to, to be involved in that. It was such a, a big news item uh, at the time and um, and such know, a spin from the prior fast fashion sponsors. Yes, that would have that 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 would have been involved in the show. So, like, love to hear it, it more. Such a, it was such an interesting. Case. Excuse <laughs> me, I've just hit my microphone. I'm so interested. <laughs> <laughs> You're excited for the next season, aren't you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, so, I'd love to hear how how it's been working out for eBay from behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, so yesterday we. 
we I was in London where we had our press event for series 10. And so for this series, we have not just going to provide all the fashion items, we are also going to be headline sponsor, which means we're going to have an even bigger opportunity to talk to people about shopping pre-love first and, and trying to you know, nudge people to make different decisions when they're they're thinking about buying um, fashion. Look, we were, if I think back to when we, uh, you know, two series ago, so this is our third season, you know, we, we were, honestly, we weren't sure how it was going to go. It was really new for us. Yeah. Um, but we just fundamentally knew that bringing two um, powerful sort of brands together meant that, we had a real opportunity in the industry to sort of start to change stigmas, create, you know, get people being more innovative and people to start, you know, changing their shopping behaviours. And we were so grateful that, that, you know, that's that was the outcome. We've seen, if I look back at the, the, the last two series, we've seen a 1400% increase in people coming to eBay to search pre-loved fashion between series eight and nine. That's some remarkable. number. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen a 24% increase in businesses that are coming with circular fashion solutions to sell on eBay. And um, so it's great that we've been able to signal to businesses that eBay is the place for you to come and sell your, you know, your pre-loved fashion items. And the, the mission, like what we all try to do with each season is we're at, we think about this as nudging, not judging. So our job is to uh, encourage people to extend the life cycle of their items. And what we're not expecting is everybody to only shop pre-loved and everybody to uh, not buy fast fashion. And what we're trying to do is get people to make small decisions and small changes that will have a, a much bigger impact. And the stat that I always find overwhelming is if if each month, instead of buying a uh, new fashion item, you bought a pre-loved fashion item in the UK, that could prevent 6,000 tonnes of textile waste going to landfill. That's 260,000 filled suitcases. That's just by making one change to what you're doing each month. And so, you know, when people think, you know, about making changes, I always say, just start, just make one small change, because actually if everybody collectively does that together, it makes a real difference. And our mission for this season is uh, hot off the press, is stopping, putting a stop to single wear summer. And so mm. this is the behaviour, right? I, mean, I don't know yeah. if you do this, that you're going on holiday and you're like, what am I going to take with me? And then instead of planning in advance uh, what you're going to take, uh, you know, shopping pre-loved, pulling out stuff that you already have in your wardrobe, it's trying to get people to think differently about this last minute panic buy-in that they do. And actually a lot of those items will go in people's suitcases, might not get worn, might not get returned. And it just creates that, you know, it contributes to the problem. So we're just trying to get people to think a little bit differently about when they go on holiday this season. So our our mission this year is to put a stop to single wear summer. Great, I love it. I love the uh, the kind of it, it was it was a uh, a value uh, I came across during the week in in, in another business. It was act, uh, sorry, aim big and act small. You know, uh, you know, ha have the dream and make all of the little steps and know that the little steps have to be made. It sounds like a really exciting time for eBay in general. You know, and uh, I'm sure for you it must be really gratifying because. You know, eBay, I suppose, when I when I was growing up, we'll say with eBay, it was the place that uh, 
my brother bought secondhand cars. My father got some tools. You know, you got a new lamp. You know that kind of stuff. So it's 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 uh, it must be very gratifying for you. Um, it, it, you know, as a general manager for fashion globally, to see this kind of um a reinvigoration and a new energy, um in in this in these categories. You know that we're talking yeah. about. I mean, look, I think this is the biggest thing to have happened in the fashion industry since I've been in it. If you, Apart from if you look back into the digital age, when everybody went online, like the legislation that is that is coming in or hopefully will come in that ensures that brands need to take more responsibility um, and all of us as individuals take more responsibility, I think is the biggest thing that brands and retailers have had to think about, particularly in fashion. And I, I you know, I think it's, you know, when you look back to those pictures of, you know, thousands and millions of fashion items Mm -hmm. i think this is exactly the right way the right the way that we're going and what's exciting for me is um thinking about the innovation that is in this space so i mean jay you mentioned ai and but there's you know there's lots of innovation happening in this space and it's coming through in different forms through different people that perhaps hadn't thought about working in the fashion industry so we had our set we launched a circular innovation fund in september last year to because uh, what we're finding is there's loads of business have got amazing ideas but they're perhaps not big enough to uh, to go to some of these bigger brands mm-hmm. and so what we wanted to do was really turbocharge their their businesses growth so that they were you know more scalable solutions so is it around repair is it uh, the dye that they use in production so we launched our circular innovation fund um to really do that and you know we had over 500 businesses apply for the fund we then got it down to six finalists we had one winner which was the seam that provides repair services or alteration alteration services so mm-hmm. again another option for you to alter some of the stuff that you have in your your wardrobe and this is for me this is what's so exciting that we're coupling fashion and innovation and just thinking really differently and so it's um um, you know it's like a proud moment to be able to work for a company like ebay that you know is really trying to drive the agenda here and pull the industry together and so that you know we do make this easier for brands and retailers for sure I think that the thing I'm taking away from today <clears throat> is the work that eBay's been doing ahead of any legislation, uh, using really innovative marketing. The the marketeer in me is <clears throat> is particularly impressed with how you've taken a a sponsorship asset like Love Island and used that to create a new marketplace, attracting both buyers and sellers. And and for a brand like eBay that I would have grown up with, this is such a thing as a heritage internet brand. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you've just coined. It. No, let's. We'll take it. We'll take it. But but to see this and to see to see eBay at the forefront of this is is just great to see that that continued innovation on on so many on so many levels. And and we've talked about infrastructure and. We've talked about marketing. We've talked about connecting customers, and we've talked about doing good to the planet. So there's there's a huge amount in that. There really is. Um, thanks so much, uh, Kirsty, for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, it we we definitely feel energized. It's it's really uh, uh you know I, I like this heritage internet brand uh, <laughs> concept. I think you've coined that now. Um, but it's lovely to see eBay kind of with that. 
you know, with the new dress on, basically. <laughs> so um, it's uh, lovely. To, and thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today, Kirsty. Thank you so much, Kirsty. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. That was really interesting. Kirsty's a great person to talk through the things that are going on at eBay. Loads of surprises in there. Loads of things that appeal to me. Loved it all. We love this. I, I, I really enjoyed this idea. Well, my own idea of... Uh, <laughs> you, you had the, uh, the the Heritage brand, but I, I feel like eBay is is uh, put on a new dress, you know. Uh, got spruced up, got some of that pre-love fashion, a few a Birkin bag, the whole lot. Oh. Um, and uh, it's really kind of an invigor- reinvigorated brand it feels that way it was feeling that way it could see the little bit of work in the background yeah. but um i does really feel like this will this for will a heritage for internet consumers. brand that mm. i remember buying everything from an armchair which i still have um and computers all that kind of stuff from now being much more of a fashion hub and i i guess because we hadn't had as much exposure to it here in Ireland that we probably have missed some of that fashion transformation. But just listening to the investments that they've made Mm -hmm. in capability, partnerships, infrastructure, marketing, just so much innovation going on there. I think it was just really wonderful to to listen to the things that that have been achieved and they are going to achieve. I I love this idea of, you know, here is a large problem uh, that is being, you know, a large problem that's being produced, you know, such as the, 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 the kind of what do we do with our returns or what do we do with the product that's damaged? And, and, and it's a major issue for, for people um, and for brands and for retailers. And then we've got this business, which is obviously like enormous scale, huge demand available to us, um, a lot of traffic coming to that business and so on. Um, al- already, you know, in the minds of people who are kind of, you know, like let's say price sensitive or whatever, looking for an affordable solution or whatever. So they're they're ready to accept uh, the, the the traffic there is ready to accept um, the let's say the imperfections sometimes and and that sort of thing. They're looking for an affordable uh, or a good deal. Um, I love the the fact that you're kind of that they're looking to uh, how to plug these problems into solutions that they that they've nearly got prepared. Um, and they're working through that and they're not kind of sitting back on what might have been the laurels of the past. You know. Another thing that I'm interested in, I don't know what stats are now. Kirsty's gone, unfortunately, but I'm I'm really curious because everybody I know who 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 used to shop on eBay was male. Um, like I can't think. I wonder of, like, what the so, user split is. I'd yeah, say it's changed. I wonder because, like, I mean, it was my it was my my brothers buying uh, old broken down cars. <laughs> We're probably uh, bad sample sets tools. though for that piece of research. <laughs> Everyone we know, all of our mates. <laughs> My brother, my two brothers, I have researched them <laughs> in depth. Uh, after 45 years, I can now say that they definitely buy from eBay. So. There was one thing that really struck me, which was putting yourself in the retailer's shoes and listening to a brand like eBay talk about buying less and buying less new and buying pre-loved, imperfect, mm-hmm. how that how they've still managed to engage retailers and they're starting to see these peripheral benefits for those re- retailers that have joined. Because you can imagine sitting there in a 
in a trading meeting going, yeah. not very happy about this, yeah. not buying more new products. And, and it was exactly Vinny's uh, point when he was talking about how they had sold a lot of clearance items. I think he was it was Argus who he mentioned. They were delighted. Vinny and his team were, were you know, uh, partying and drinking it up as, as a result of a good out- outcome. But obviously uh, the brand itself or the retailer themselves where it was a disaster. I mean, they, they, they had to sell a whole heap of stuff at clearance prices. It wasn't what they were planning on doing. But at the same time, um, you know, you've done this. You've, you've written P&Ls where you've had to factor in your, uh, your returns rate. Yeah. Um, almost as like, you know, this is nearly in write-off territory. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're basically looking at this and saying, right, well, here's my returns rate. And what's my, what is the rate that I'm going to recover that return? Yep. You know, and 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 if you're able to take that kind of information, and uh, uh, attempt to uh, do that recovery through through a system through something like eBay, you know, you can you can sell, and we all we all we all know this. You can sell product that is tens of seasons out of date. You know, stuff that people you would think no, like it, it, what what's one person's rubbish is another another person's treasure. You know, um, that sort of thing. So you can definitely clear your stock stock room um with the likes of eBay. So it's a great it's a great way to to deal with that inventory. I think the way that they have dealt with potential pushback because really no buyer wants to buy less. If you go and ask any buyer they always want a bigger open to buy budget, right? Yeah. <laughs> because they want to buy more stuff and that means that they've got to sell more stuff. So to be able to to bring retailers on board is great. And then to your point about how do you deal with your returns, say you're in women's fashion, you're getting 35% of your product mm, or back yeah. or even higher in yeah. some instances. And you've got some that's never been touched, never been worn, brand new with tags, can go straight back on sale. You've got some that's going to need to be steamed, could go back on sale, and then a significant amount of it that will never go back on sale mm-hmm. Because it's it, it's unsaleable and it's uh, uneconomical to then challenge are, the return. Or you're just up the walls at Christmas time, you know, uh, trying to get stuff out that you don't have time to process the stuff that's coming back in again. Or, you know, or if get, you're it gets lost. Or if your price point is so low that it's completely uneconomical mm. for you to do to even accept a return yeah. back in because yeah. it, it costs so much, which which kind of makes the case for buying less and buying better, so that you're buying things that will last you and then once you're finished with that it can go off and and that can be good for somebody else which i think is is a nice way to to think about fashion mm-hmm. as somebody that buys way too way much, too much. <laughs> did you ever get that cardigan uh no i didn't ever buy that cardigan you just go on uh, ebay and see if you can I, find I it i probably am going to uh yeah, that was a nice cardigan. It was a nice cardigan. cardigan. I just don't know that it was um, an eight hundred euro cardigan. Oh, uh, that was a it piece. Was, <laughs> it, was, it was certainly was. Um, if it ever does turn up on eBay, I'll grab it and I'll wear it for one of the podcast recordings. Ah, very good. Um, I have a joke. Go on. Uh, did I have I told this joke? Hold on. Uh, but, but I feel I feel I feel like we need a touch of piratism in this. So another one. What 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 is a pirate's favorite statistical programming language? Arr. Arr. <laughs> well, we've, we've uh, done a lot of piracy. I know. I know. Well, no, we no, haven't. we haven't done, done any done piracy. No, no Actually, piracy no, whatsoever. we have done um, no piracy whatsoever. No, no. Everything is correctly licensed. Yes, <laughs> 
So that that was great. Um, I I love that. Uh, really energized by by the whole thing. Um, thanks so much, Gordon. Thanks, Jet. That was a great podcast. And thanks uh, to everybody listening. That's another wrap for the Functional and Fabulous podcast. You've been listening to Functional and Fabulous with Jerk Johan and Gordon Newman. If you'd like to know more about the podcast or about Studio 49 and Omnichannel Stories, please go to functionalandfabulous.ie. Our sound engineer was Elaine Smith and the show was produced by Roger Overall.